Chapter forty two of Hands of Iceland by Victor Hugo. Translated by Abby Langdon Alger. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Sonia. Chapter forty two. Elvira. What has become of poor Sancho? He has not appeared in town. Nuno. Sancho has doubtless contrived to find shelter. Lope de Vega. The best alcalde is the king. Count d'Alefeld, dragging behind him an ample robe of black satin lined with ermine, his head and shoulders concealed by a large judicial wig, his breast covered with stars and decorations, among which were the collars of the royal orders of the elephant and the Danneborg, clad in a word in the complete costume of the Lord Chancellor of Denmark and Norway, paced with an anxious air up and down the apartment of Countess d'Alefeld, who was alone with him at the moment. Come, it is nine o'clock the court is about to open it must not be kept waiting for sentence must be pronounced to-night so that it may be carried out by to-morrow morning at latest the mayor assures me that the hangman will be here before dawn elfiger did you order the boat to take me to munkholm my lord it has been waiting for you at least half an hour replied the countess rising from her seat and is my litter at the door Yes, my lord. Good. So you say, Elfiger, added the count, clapping his hand to his head, that there is a love affair between Ordener Guldenlev and Schumacher's daughter. A very serious one, I assure you, replied the countess with a smile of anger and contempt. <laughs> Who would ever have imagined it? And yet, I tell you that I suspected it. And so did I, said the countess. This is a trick played upon us by that confounded Levin. Old scamp of a Mecklenburger, muttered the chancellor. Never fear. I'll recommend you to Arnstorf. If I could only succeed in disgracing him. Ah, see here, Elfiger. I have an inspiration. What is it? You know that the persons whom we are to try at Munkholm Castle are six in number. Schumacher, whom I hope I shall have no further cause to fear tomorrow at this hour. The colossal mountaineer, our false hands of Iceland, who has sworn to sustain his character to the end, in the hope that Mosdemon, from whom he has already received large sums of money, will help him to escape. Hmm. That Mosdemon really has the most devilish ideas. The other four prisoners are the three rebel chiefs, and a certain unknown character, who stumbled, no one knows how, into the midst of the assembly at Absil Kor, and whom Mosdemon's precautions have thrown into our hands. Mosdemon thinks that the fellow is a spy of Levin de Knut. And indeed, when brought here a prisoner, his first words were to ask for the general. <laughs> and when he learned of the Mecklenburger's absence, he seemed dumbfounded. Moreover, he has refused to answer any of Mosdemon's questions. My dear lord, interrupted the countess, why have you not questioned him yourself? Really, Elfiger, how could I, in the midst of all the business which has overwhelmed me since my arrival? I trusted the affair to Mosdemon whom it interests as much as it does me. Besides, my dear, the fellow is not of the slightest consequence in himself. 
he is merely some poor vagabond we can only turn him to account by representing him to be an agent of levin the knut and as he was captured in the rebel ranks it would go to prove a guilty connivance between schumacher and the mecklenburger which will suffice to bring about if not the arraignment at least the disgrace of that confounded levin <laughs> the countess meditated for a moment you are right my lord but how about this fatal passion of baron thorwick for ethel schumacher the chancellor again rubbed his head then shrugging his shoulders he said see here elphiga neither you nor i are young novices and we ought to understand men when schumacher has been condemned for high treason for the second time when he has undergone an infamous death on the gallows when his daughter reduced to the lowest ranks of society is forever publicly disgraced by her father's shame do you suppose elphiga that ordner guldenlef will then recall for a single instant this childish flirtation which you call passion judging it by the extravagant talk of a crazy girl or that he will hesitate a single day between the dishonored daughter of a wretched criminal and the illustrious daughter of a great chancellor we must judge others by ourselves where do you find that the human heart is so constituted i trust that you may be right but i think you will not disapprove of my request to the mayor that schumacher's daughter might be present at her father's trial and might be placed in the same gallery with me i am curious to study the creature all that can throw light upon the affair is valuable said the chancellor calmly but tell me does anybody know where ordner is at present no one knows he is the worthy pupil of that old levin a knight-errant like him i believe that he is visiting wardhurst just now well well our ulrica will settle him but come i forget that the court is waiting for me the countess detained the chancellor one word more my lord i asked you yesterday but your mind was full of other things and i could not get an answer where is my frederick frederick said the count with a melancholy expression and hiding his face with his hand yes answer me my frederick his regiment has returned to trondheim without him swear to me that frederick was not in that horrible affair at black pillar pass why do you change colour at his name i am in mortal terror the chancellor's features resumed their wonted composure make yourself easy Alfiga i swear that he was not at black pillar pass besides the list of officers killed or wounded in that skirmish has been published yes said the countess growing calmer you reassure me only two officers were killed captain lorry and that young baron renmer who played so many mad pranks with my poor frederick at the copenhagen balls oh i have read and re-read the list i assure you but tell me my lord did my boy remain at wallstrom he did replied the count well my friend said the mother with a smile which she tried to render affectionate i have but one favour to ask of you that is to recall frederick as soon as may be from that frightful region the chancellor broke from her suppliant arms saying madam the court waits 
Farewell. What you ask does not depend on my will. And he quitted the room abruptly. The countess was left in a sad and pensive mood. It does not depend upon his will, said she, and he has but to utter a word to restore my son to my arms. I always thought that man was genuinely bad. End of chapter 42